Hello and welcome to ACS Chemical Biology's podcast for May 2013. I'm Jay Suarez, Managing Editor for the Journal. I encourage you to stop by our ACS Chemical Biology community site on the ACS Network by visiting www.acscbcommunity.com. The current issue of ACS Chemical Biology comprises 26 articles, including a paper by Pin Wong, who reports the use of mRNA display for designing proteins for vaccine delivery. I have Pin here on the phone to tell us more about the article. Hello, Pin. Hi. So, first up, why are dendritic cells exploited for vaccine development against cancer and infectious diseases? Because dendritic cells play a key role in initiating adaptive immune response by basically capturing the antigens and presenting them to T cells. Dendritic cells is uh, most powerful antigen presenting cells. It can take up the diverse array of antigens and present them to the T cells as peptide bound to both the major histocompatibility complex, class 1 and class 2 molecules. And compared to other antigen presenting cells, Danucia also has a property that it's actually able to stimulate naive T cells. Secondly, Danucia also controls the quality of T cell response being able to drive naive lymphocytes in distinct subclasses of effectors, such as killing T-cells. So these antigen-specific uh, adaptive responses are very important for controlling infections and also for resistance to the tumors. In addition to that role in adaptive responses, dendritic also play a critical role in innate immunity. So in many aspects, dendritic are as active in responding to microbial challenges as disease can produce lots of cytokines involved in the host defense, such as interleukin-12 and both the type 1 and the type 2 interference. So dendritic can also activate natural killing cells and natural killing T cells. Both are very important for controlling infections and for controlling tumors. Okay, so all of that sounds great, but what are the drawbacks to the current approaches used for dendritic cell-based vaccine modalities? So currently, the most popular method of dendritic cell-based vaccine is actually autologous cell-based therapy. Basically, what it does is you take a patient, you do a localphoresis, you take out the precursor cells, most are monocytes, you culture them in vitro into dendritic cell, and then you reinfuse those cells back to the patient's. So it's a personalized medicine. Two years ago, FDA approved a drug called Provigin, which is exactly this type of dendritic cell-based approach. So obviously, the drawback of this approach is that it's a tedious procedure for generating such cells. It requires lots of in vitro culturing, and also it's very expensive. People estimated that the, for the Provigin, for treat patient, need about 100K per patient. So, and you only receive only modest improvement in survival. So that actually limits the usage of the dendritic vaccines. So a better strategy in the field, people believe that, or we all believe that it would be direct and a specific loading of antigen directly to dendritic cell in vivo. If you have such a strategy, then you develop essentially a reagent that can be used, not a personalized, so you can broadly use as a normal vaccine reagent. Right, so that leads me to the next question then. What does your latest paper in ACS Chemical Biology bring to the table? In addition to the antibody, which is normally people use to target dendritic cells for antigen delivery, we should now actually, if you can use mRNA display to design a novel ligand that has a high affinity 
through the receptors that are uniquely expressed in Tanjurksa surface. So in our study, we actually showing that this is a powerful approach. Just through a few rounds of selection, you can identify ligands that are with affinity that is comparable to uh, antibody. And this basically shows also such a ligand can actually uh, intercells and deliver the antigen carrier. We show that they can directly deliver antigen delivery to dendritic cells and mediate, very importantly, cross presentations that antigens to elicitate basically class 1 based cytotoxic T cell responses, which is very important for cancer vaccine and also for infectious vaccine against infectious disease. So basically, we demonstrate that MIMA displays can be a very efficient way to design ligands. So in this study, we chose a decent sign, but the method can be widely extended to other receptors that are expressed in the nuclear surface. So basically, our work demonstrates and paves the way for design of other molecules that can be used to target a delivery antigen to the nuclear cells. Certainly a wonderful approach. So the big question, of course, is how likely is it that dendritic cell-based vaccines and their chance of being efficacious in humans? This is a widely open question. And to answer the question directly, I guess you have to conduct the human trials. But I can tell you that even in the field, we still have a lot of scientific questions that remain to be answered. For instance, that we're just beginning to understand some signaling pathway of these receptors such as DC sign, but there's a lot of other, you know, unique receptors. So that leads the question, which receptor is best to target, for instance. So those need to be answered, right? Also, we know that the nuclear has a different subset. You know, some of them actually, in, the, which will induce a different kind of immune response. So that also asks the question is, what subset we should target, right? And so those are all research-based questions, and also the difference between human and mouse in terms of the dendritica, their marker, their functions. So that also at another level of difficulties. So we've done a lot of study in mouse, but how much those can be related to human dendritic cells. So I think what we need to do is we need to continue the clinical experiment, which is a, a several company now actually has efforts to using the approach of direct delivery antigen to the nuclear cells. So those clinical trials should be very revealing. But we also have to do a lot of more basic studies to still understand a lot of questions that I just mentioned and in order for us to know what dendritic cells, what receptor we target, and know what subset of dendritic cells we really should focus on. Right, but certainly a great starting point, and thanks for joining us today. Thanks. To learn more about our authors of the manuscripts in the current issue, please see the Introducing Our Authors section on the web. This month, we feature nine young scientists. Lisa Anderson, Amin Jaromi, Rena Mizrahi, Dahlia Weiss, Maria Sassano, Marsha Saliviev, Rajaram Vankutesan, Diana Wong, and Robert Urich. Read this section and get a younger chemical biologist's perspective on their research. We continue to describe chem-bioglossary terms on the air. This month's key phrase is estuaramides, which are a new class of 12 ribosomally synthesized cyclic peptide natural products isolated from cyanobacterium lingvia estuaria. For more information on these natural products, please refer to the manuscript by Eric Schmidt and colleagues in the current issue.
That's it for this month's show. Join us again next month for more ACS Chemical Biology highlights and interviews with our authors. To learn more about the journal, please visit us at pubs.acs.org forward slash journal forward slash ACBCCT. Thanks to all of you for listening.